You're listening to MC Exodus Podcast with your host, Michael Conteus. Christian Talk. Bible Studies with Commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to MC Exodus Podcast. This is your host, Michael Conteus. And we're going to get started right away in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2. This episode is entitled, What's Your Pleasure? And what is your pleasure in life? Is it fleshly, worldly desires? Or is it the Lord? So let's take a look right here. This is uh, in the words of King David's son, Solomon. Okay. Uh, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Right. Let's look for the good things in life. Let's. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with some wine. Right? And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold and the treasure of many kings and provinces. Now look at right here. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women. And I had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me. And my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind, there was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. Now, I want to share that with you because take a look at something here, ladies and gentlemen. I want to show you that when you grow in wisdom, you start to see some things, okay? You start to see that everything around you, worldly, manly recognition and worldly desires are meaningless. Because at that point, you're providing for yourself. You're chasing after yourself. And what does the Bible say right here? It's like chasing the wind. Something you're never going to catch. Something you're never, ever going to catch. And why? Because you're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be another desire. There's always going to be another want, another need. But in reality, we as Christians, as followers of Christ Jesus, the only thing we really need is him. He is the only person. He is our only rest. He is our only strength. We cannot do this on our own. 
in case you haven't realized it, we mess things up. Okay, even the people that don't make very many mistakes and they got a smile on their face and they're walking around and they look perfect, you don't know what's going on in that person's head. You don't know what's going on in that person's heart. They could be a mess on inside and beautiful on the on the outside. It could seem perfect with nothing to fear, nothing wrong, and be a wreck. Only God sees the inside. Only God knows what true person that individual is. And, you know, we, we count on ourselves for so many things. And then what is our pleasure? Have you looked at your pleasure lately? Have you actually broke that down and examined it? I mean, what does it entail? What is it involving? What is your pleasure in life? Is it money? Greed? Is it selfishness? Hoarding things, wanting to keep everything for yourself? Think about this. Is it envious? Oh, I don't I don't like that person. Man, I wish he I had what they had. You know, think about that. Do you judge people all the time? Are you a gossiper? Do you, does, do you get pleasure out of tearing someone else down? And that is something that we all are guilty of. We all fall short of the glory of God. And if you look at what we're doing, we tend to get pleasure out of these things. You know, a good job may come along. And wanting to drop everything, running for for more money. You know, but is that money really needed? Is God trying to provide that money for you? Or are you actually trying to provide that money for you? It's so important to serve the Lord. You know, we hear we hear Christians all the time saying, once saved, always saved, saved by grace. I now I can live however I want. I could be selfish. I could do whatever I want. But see, with the Holy Spirit, he gives you wisdom. He starts to show you these things that, okay, these, these worldly desires aren't really so acceptable anymore. They're not, they're not something that I want to do. You know, I used to want to go out to the bar all the time. I used to want to go out and spend all my money. But is that really something that I practice these days while I'm walking with the Holy Spirit? No. He takes those worldly desires from you one by one. And you know, all that selfish, fleshly uh, desires, these wants and needs, do you really need them? You know, the Bible says that the Lord will provide everything that we need, but none of the things that we want. It's not his responsibility to provide for our flesh, but he does promise to take care of the needs of his children. So do I need this, this thing? this certain item that I just seen an advertisement for and now I must have it. 
Why? So you could look at it, use it for a little bit, and then put it on a shelf. And this is what we are used to. You know, go to another country where they have less. You know? We in America, we, we, are, we are so, so selfish and so prideful and all we think about is ourselves. And if it doesn't fit into our scenario, then you don't belong in my life. I said we, we pick and choose who we want to hang out with. We pick and choose how we spend our time. But is it in the word of God? Are you trying to develop a close and personal relationship with the father? Or are you trying to develop a close and personal relationship with yourself? And that is, that is what, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm going to tell you that right now. I am not perfect. Okay. When I was in the world, this is what I was. I was selfish, had to have the best job, had to have this, had to have that. And you know, I'm thankful for what I have. Um, is God trying to bless me with other things? Of course, the, these things happen. But use discernment. Don't don't just go out and and want the world. I mean, now I'm not telling you what to do. I'm sharing with you the things that I have learned. You know, um, is it is it a sin to have nice, expensive things? No. Within reason, are you are you able to afford it? Is it putting your family out? Or did God bless you and put you in a different situation? These are these are all things that we have to use discernment. We have to see, you know, is this of God? Is this of me? Is this of the devil? You know, is a demon planning an oppressing thought in my head? And trying to trying to take me off, you know, and 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 steal the fruit, steal the anointing by by leading me in the wrong direction, you know. And so let's take a look right here. He denied himself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for my labors. See, so he was rewarding himself for his own work. Look now, let's skip on down to verse twelve. So I decided to compare wisdom with foolishness and madness. For who can do this better than I, the king? I thought wisdom is better than foolishness. Just as light is better than darkness. For the wise can see where they are going, but fools walk in the dark. Yet I saw that the wise and the foolish, they, they share the same fate. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up the same as a fool, what's the value of all of my wisdom? This is also meaningless. For the wise and the foolish both die. The wise will not be remembered any longer than the fool. In the days to come, both will be forgotten. So I came to hate life because everything done here under the sun is so troubling. Everything is so meaningless, like chasing the wind. But, now I'm going to give you this one. You can look at life like that, or you can thank the Lord that he gave you wisdom. Because wisdom is safety. Wisdom is knowledge. Wisdom is going to get you through all kinds of problems. 
Wisdom is a gift. Wisdom is life. But you know, everything doesn't have to be, life doesn't have to be troubling, like he says right here, because we have the joy of the Lord. That is something that we 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 are are promised that we have that we were given, and that's important. You know, everybody is always running around in such a hurry. Just take a look the next time you go out. Take a look at the the surroundings. Look at the people around you, and say to yourself, "My Lord, everybody in such a hurry to get somewhere." But where are they really going? There are so many people out there that are so lost. They even go to church and they sleep through a 40-minute sermon. And notice what I said. They sleep through a 40-minute sermon. And they get up and they leave the church acting like they're the greatest gift to the world that God has ever made. And they say, oh, I'm such a Christian. Oh, I just love everyone. Cut those people off on the freeway and watch what they do. Okay? Because I'm going to tell you, looks are not really what they seem. And you know what? There are so many people, thousands of them, running around acting like a Christian, but has no idea what it's really about. They worship their church more than they do the Lord. They worship their ministry more than they do the Lord. Okay, well, I serve in a ministry. Okay, how's your relationship with the Most High? When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you wept before the Lord? You know what that means? That means just just weeping at, at and just feeling his presence and tears just falling down your streaming down your face and you're just you're just surrounded and blanketed by the comfort of the Holy Spirit and you just know that God is with you at that moment. You know that you're surrounded by the Lord. When was the last time you did that? You know, a, a wise man said, There's no better place than on your face before the Lord, worshiping him, praising him. Go to the throne room before God on your knees, on your face. And why is that? Because you can't go any lower. And you know what? He will lift you up. He will make you bold. He will give you the courage that you, that you have been missing your entire life. You know, I used to be afraid of everything, and now I'm afraid of nothing. And why is that? Because God made me bold, victorious in this mess of a world. You turn on the news, it's nothing but fear. Afraid, afraid, afraid. Trying to show you, oh, we got another pandemic coming. Oh, we have another virus. Oh, we have shootings and murders and oh my god what are we gonna do what are we to do biting the nails frightened 
you know what? I live in one of the most dangerous cities in America. And I have to tell you, I walk through here with boldness, with ease, with peace. Because I know that I have the Lord. And even if something was to happen to me, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. And that takes that fear away. You know, the Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So all these worldly pleasures that everyone chases around. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get a new car. Oh, I'm going to get this. Oh, I'm going to get that. Oh, I need to go out and meet someone. Oh, I need to meet a girl. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, and your, your, your feet are being carried off at every thought that enters your mind. Every thought that comes in, an oppressive thought that probably isn't from you. And it most definitely isn't from God. Your feet carry you away to go commit that sin every single time. And why is that? Because we're not taking every thought captive like the Bible says we're to do. We are not arresting our thoughts. We are letting them run wild. Emotional distress. Someone offends us, there we go. The, the waterworks come on and the tears start flowing. All right. Someone offends you. They're, they're, oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to give them a piece of my mind. I'm going to have to tell them off. You know, it, we are being run by our emotions. We are being led by demons when we should be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost gives us boldness, discernment. The Holy Ghost uh, gives us peace and self-control and where are where is the self-control where is all the self-control there is none there is none drive down to the ghetto of your of your community go down to skid row go down to in my city it's called the war zone go down there and take a look at the community in that area go down there and see is there any self-control amongst the individuals Go and look for yourself. Brothers and sisters, where is the Holy Spirit? How many people have him? Go to your local church and look around and look for self-control. Tell me what you're going to find in there. You know what you're going to find in there? You're going to find world. You're going to find more world than out there in the world. And why? I mean, is messages like this actually being preached? Where it just slaps you right, in, right across the face. You're just like so shocked. I mean, because, because somebody gave you the truth. And, and the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. He experienced. Exposes. He shows you. You know, I lived my whole life with a blindfold on. You know, and I can't even believe this. You know, the, I was I, I was believing all kinds of lies. You know, I mean, this country just loads you up with lies. You know, and and 
yeah, I, I was so deceived. And, and I have to say that when the Holy Spirit came upon me and I, I really let go of myself, I had to come to the end of myself. That's when I started to, the Holy Spirit started to show me so many things. And and I have to say, like, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful that the Lord saved me because, man, you know, you, you, it's so surprising that you're so deceived in life. And there are so many thousands of people that are deceived on a daily basis and they're living a lie. You know, it's a false reality. And I pray for them. Believe me, I do. Um, and I want, so I wanted to show you that, you know, take every thought captive. Okay. Ask yourself these questions when you get these desires and selfish needs. Ask yourself this question. Is it going to benefit you? Is the thing that you're about to spend all kinds of money on, is it for the good of your family? Is it going to benefit you in life? Or is it just going to be another part of the collection of selfishness? and desires you know are you are you sleeping around are, are you practicing fornication sexual sexual immorality um are you sleeping with all of these people because you really love them or are they just another notch on your belt are they just another piece of the puzzle of the collection and that's another thing that we have to ask they are individuals they are people and they are not to be thrown away, and they are not to be used up, okay? And besides, that that creates an unholy soul tie. I mean, that's a whole other episode, but I got to tell you, in the spiritual realm, you don't want to be sleeping around with all kinds of people just because, you know, you're creating soul ties with these people. And, and that's not what God intended us to do. God intended us to... to to be with our with our partner, with our spouse, you know, marry someone and share your life with them, you know, and um, you know, and and marriage is work, you know, marriage is not easy, and but it's fulfilling, you know, and um, to spend your days with someone, you know, that's that becomes your best friend, you know, in life. And you get to share all your accomplishments with each other and you get to, you get to go through the different seasons together. And that's what the Lord meant, you know, a relationship to be not, Hey, I met you last month, but you know, I'm, I'm going to have to say goodbye because I met so-and-so, you know, and, and what, you know, I, I just, I, I don't have time for a relationship. I want to be with you, but, you know, we can just hook up on the weekends because I'm busy. You know, that's not, that's just a, a twist of the truth. And God never intended that to be. Um, I mean, I understand people want to be single. But, you know, like I said, don't collect people. So I hope this message meant something. Um, and believe me, I'll be returning with my next episode and it's going to be a good one. So please download this podcast and get this message out there.